Hello, I'm Molly, and this is Care Experts, brought to you by Care Credit and Pets Best. Together, the Care Credit credit card and Pets Best pet health insurance provide all the financial tools that can help you be the best pet parent you can be. Today, we are here in Oakland, California with Dr. Ayele Okine. Dr. Okine is a board-certified veterinary internist and is the founder of a mobile veterinary practice that provides ultrasound services for animal hospitals in the Bay Area. Today, we are talking about ligament and bone issues in our dogs, and joining us is Dr. Okine. Let's just start with what is a torn ligament, and if you can explain to me just the difference between a dog that experiences trauma versus torn ligaments in the joint. What's the difference there? What is it? Help us break it down. Yeah. Well, they're kind of one and the same. So a torn ligament, basically a ligament is connecting a muscle to a bone. Um, so anywhere kind of in a body that the muscle is being connected to a bone, we're going to have a ligament there. So most of the ligaments that we're worried about are going to be around the long bones, so the bones of the, the legs that are going to be most susceptible to injury. Um, a dog running around um, that kind of suddenly pivots, we can see them tear their ACL. Um, so that's mm. something that's pretty common, especially in athletic dogs. And that same ligament can be torn if they get hit by a car, unfortunately, or if they fall from a distance. So it really can be damaged from a number of things. But most often we see an active dog that is going about its business that kind of tears that ligament. Um, but they also can tear ligaments um, around their, their hock joint, kind of their ankle joint. We can see it in their forelimbs as well. Um, so it can tear, again, from trauma or from them doing their normal day-to-day -day activities. So is there a difference between a torn versus a ruptured cruciate ligament? So that would be one and the same. So that would be the same thing. Okay. So torn and ruptured are the same, uh, completely torn and, and ruptured are the same thing. Kind of a partial, some people may st still call it rupture, but generally speaking, rupture means it's completely torn, that there's no longer that stability there. Okay, and if the, of course, the thing you don't want to happen happens and your dog does experience this, can you just walk me through from sort of diagnosis to recovery? What are the treatment options? How long does it take? What can I expect on the recovery end for my dog, especially if they're highly athletic or a high energy dog? What, what should I be expecting? Usually what we're doing is we're um, stabilizing the joint in another manner by either adding support on the outside of the joint or potentially kind of changing the whole, uh, how the joint actually sits in the body. So actually cutting bone, kind of moving things around to get that stability back. Mm -hmm. And then the recovery is gonna be about the same. So unfortunately, they're gonna have to wear the cone. Um, unfortunately, they're gonna have cone to be- shame. Yeah, the cone <laughs> of shame. Um, they're gonna have to be um, create rested ideally or kind of in a, a confinement, if you will, yeah. to be able to rest and allow that to heal, especially if bones were being kind of cut and manipulated. You wanna allow the plate to heal, the bone to heal and everything to become solid again before they're really using it. What exactly is a luxating patella in a dog? Yeah, so luxating patella is very common in toy breed and small breed dogs. And it's essentially when the kneecap slides out of place. 
So there's a groove that the kneecap normally sits in. And if that groove is really shallow, it doesn't give that kneecap really any place to go. Mm. And so it actually can slide either to the inside or to the outside. And it really destabilizes that entire joint. Um, so a lot of those dogs, if you watch them walk, they'll skip because essentially their kneecap will move out of place. They can't bend their knee for a second. So instead of putting that leg down, they'll actually keep it up and do a little skip. And then the kneecap slides back into place. It's in the groove again for a period of time. They'll be able to walk normally and it kind of goes back and forth. So how, how is that treated when an animal has a luxating patella? So again, if it's not affecting their quality of life and it's pretty mild, um, sometimes we don't do anything about it. So that kneecap can ride on the, the ridge of the groove, so kind of the side. Again, might not cause them any, any major issue, especially if they stay you know, nice and, and lean. If it's moving in and out and they're otherwise able to get around, we don't always um, fix it. If they tear their cruciate, if they develop arthritis, or if it's really causing a problem where they really can't utilize that joint very well, then we can do surgery. And in a lot of cases that involves deepening that groove to give the kneecap um, a place to really sit and then tightening the joint capsule around it to kind of keep it in place. We'll be back with more care experts after this brief message from Care Credit. Thanks to Care Credit, I can take care of my best friend. Thanks to Care Credit, I can smile again. Thanks to Care Credit, I can be confident. Thanks to Care Credit, I can prepare for veterinary care. I can take care of myself again. I can be myself again. I can plan for Cooper's care. I can take care of my pug family. I can. I can. I can. I can have peace of mind. Welcome back to Care Experts. Let's continue our discussion with Dr. Okine. And as, let's talk about hip dysplasia. I know that's a big one for large breed dogs, but just dog owners in general dealing with that. What are some signs of hip dysplasia and then how would it be treated? Yeah, so hip dysplasia is very common. That's something we see more in the large breed dogs. Um, and basically the hip joint is kind of a ball and socket joint. So if the socket isn't um, covering the entire ball of the hip, then that's technically hip dysplasia. Um, so what we'll find with that um, issue is that again, the ball part of, of the joint will rub on kind of the rim of the, the cup um, and that'll cause wear and tear of that cartilage, they can develop some arthritis in that situation. And there are certain breeds that are more prone to hip dysplasia, is that right? Yeah, so labs tend to be a breed that we see, get it commonly, Rottweilers are another breed, um, but again, any dog can have it. Um, and there, again, there seems to be a genetic predisposition to who gets it. Are there, more, are there dog breeds that are just more prone to ligament and joint and bone issues in general? There are, and we can see even cartilage in other locations. So cartilage in the windpipe, um, for instance, the trachea. Some toy breed dogs are more um, susceptible to getting degeneration of that cartilage there. Um, we can see again labs with their cruciate ligament. They tend to be much more susceptible to developing issues there. Um, so there are some breed predispositions to that. Um, some of the bone issues, um, uh, we tend to see more with the cancers that uh, those pets 
different breeds will get those bone cancers. So it depends a little bit on exactly what what ligament, what joint, what cartilage we're talking about. Um, but we do find that certain breeds will be overrepresented in who gets that disease. So I wanted to ask you, I was actually at a rescue. I was petting this really cute dog and I noticed he had this just tail that went this and then just crooked. And <laughs> I just was wondering, can dogs uh, break or sprain their tails? They can, they can do both. So we can see tail breaks commonly. Um, if they get it stuck in a door, you know, everyone's going through the door and someone goes to close it and the dog's not all the way through the door, yeah. um, they can break it that way. Yeah. Um, again, with falls, hit by cars, um, they can break their tail in those situations as well. So any kind of trauma to the bones of the tail, just like the rest of the spine, there's little bones in the tail itself, so they can break any of those. If I were to find that my dog did have a broken tail or a sprained tail, are there any treatment options? What, what would you do in that case when I bring my dog into the vet? What happens? So in a lot of cases, just doing a physical exam can identify the majority of what's going on. If there's an obvious break in the tail or if there's kind of a kink in the tail or if the pet is very sensitive around palpation of the tail, a lot can be identified with that. X-rays may need to be done to get a better look at what's actually going on on the inside and what the bones are doing. Um, and then depending on what is seen, if it looks like it's more of a sprain, you know, pain medications and rest as much as you can. Obviously it's hard for you to tell your dog to not wag their tail or to minimize how often they're using it. But anti-inflammatories and pain medications can be considered in that situation. And then again, for some breaks, depending on exactly what it is and where it is, it's not wrong to try medical management, but in most cases, if something is broken, it's gonna be really uncomfortable and painful. And so amputation is something that really should be considered. It's, uh, it's really great to talk to you about all of these issues because it can sound really scary when our dogs injure their ligaments or have a bone issue. So thank you for sorting through all of that with us. We really appreciate it. My pleasure, thank you. Thanks for watching. All of our featured care experts recommend and accept the Care Credit credit card, which is accepted at hundreds of thousands of provider locations nationwide. And Pets Best offers comprehensive pet insurance plans that can cover up to 90% of your pet's unexpected eligible veterinary expenses. Together, Pets Best and the Care Credit credit card allow you to have a lifetime of care for your four-legged family member. Visit carecredit.com for more information. Thanks for joining us on Care Experts with Care Credit. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share with friends and family. And stay tuned for new episodes every week. This content is subject to change without notice and offered for informational use only. You are urged to consult with your individual advisors with respect to any information presented. Synchrony and any of its affiliates, including Care Credit, collectively Synchrony, makes no representations or warranties regarding this content and accepts no liability for loss or harm arising from the use of information provided. All statements and opinions in Care Experts with Care Credit are the sole opinions of the guest. Your receipt of this material constitutes your acceptance of these terms and conditions.